Good morning and welcome to Tea Fairy Storytime Podcast. As you may or may not recall, last week we read a book by a Romanian author that was sent in to me. Her name was Irina Dumitru and her story book that she wrote is called Sophie the Robot with a Soul which can be found on Amazon. I really enjoyed reading it. I am currently awaiting some books that are being sent to me by authors um, from all over the world and uh, a couple of them are chapter books that will be being shared here on the podcast. But until one of them arrives, we are beginning some Aesop's fables and yesterday we read about seven of them and we will go back in, actually it was nine, I'm sorry, nine of them and today I plan on reading ten of them. So um, they're all very short and so this won't be a terribly long podcast but I'm really glad you're here. Thank you for joining me and I hope that you enjoy these fables. Most of which have some kind of moral, whether it's lined out for us or not by the author. um, It kind of varies on each one, but um, taking the time to sit and think about the fables, you may come up with your own morals. So the first one that we're going to read is The Horse and the Groom. There once was a groom who used to spend long hours clipping and combing the horse of which he had charge but who daily stole a portion of his allowance of oats and sold it for his own profit. The horse gradually got into worse and worse condition and at last cried to the groom, if you really want me to look sleek and well, you must comb me less and feed me more. Actually, we did read that one yesterday, so I apologize for the repeat, but I guess it kind of gets us started where we left off. All right, moving on. The Wolf and the Lamb. The wolf came upon a lamb straying from the flock and felt some compunction about taking the life of so helpless a creature without some plausible excuse. So he cast about for a grievance and said at last, Last year, Sirrah, you grossly insulted me. That is impossible, sir, bleated the lamb, for I wasn't born then. Well, retorted the wolf, you feed in my pasture. Well, that cannot be, replied the lamb, for I have never yet tasted grass. You drink from my spring, then, continued the wolf. Indeed, sir, said the poor lamb, I have never yet drunk anything but my mother's milk. Well, anyhow, said the wolf, I'm not going without my dinner. And he sprang upon the lamb and devoured it without more ado. Wow, that one was kind of harsh, guys. We're going to move on. (laughs) Some of these may not be so child-friendly, or at least young child, maybe older child. The Peacock and the Crane A peacock taunted a crane with the dullness of her plumage. Look at my brilliant colors, she said, and see how much finer they are than your poor feathers. I am not denying, replied the crane, that yours are far gayer than mine, but when it comes to flying... I can soar into the clouds, whereas you are confined to the earth like any dunghill cock. The Cat and the Birds 
A cat heard that the birds in an aviary were ailing, so he got himself up as a doctor, and taking with him a set of the instruments proper to his profession, presented himself at the door and inquired about the health of the birds. So shall do we... (laughs) We shall do very well, they replied, without letting him in, when we've seen the last of you. A villain may disguise himself, but he will not deceive the wise. The Spendthrifter and the Swallow A spendthrifter, who had wasted his fortune and had nothing left but the clothes in which he stood, saw a swallow one fine day in early spring. Thinking that summer had come and that he could now do without his coat, he went and sold it for what it would fetch. A change, however, took place in the weather, and there came a sharp frost which killed the unfortunate swallow. When the spendthrift saw its dead body, he cried, Miserable bird, thanks to you I am perishing of cold myself. One swallow does not make summer. The Old Woman and the Doctor An old woman became almost totally blind from a disease of the eyes and after consulting a doctor made an agreement with him in the presence of witnesses that she would pay him a high fee if he cured her. While if he failed, he was to receive nothing, the doctor accordingly prescribed a course of treatment, and every time he paid her a visit, he took away with him some article of the house, until at last, when he visited her for the last time, the cure was complete, there was nothing left. When the old woman saw that the house was empty, She refused to pay him his fee, and after repeated refusals on her part, he sued her before the magistrates for payment of her debt. On being brought into court, she was ready with her defense. The claimant, she said, has stated the facts about our agreement correctly. I undertook to pay him a fee if he cured me, and he, on his part, promised to change nothing if he failed. Now he says I am cured. But I say that I am blinder than ever, and I can prove what I say. When my eyes were bad, I could at any rate see well enough to be aware that my house contained a certain amount of furniture and other things. But now, when, according to him, I am cured, I am entirely, entirely unable to see anything there at all. The Moon and her mother. The moon once begged her mother to make her a gown. How can I help? replied she. There's no fitting your figure. At one time you're a new moon, and at another you're a full moon, and between whiles you're neither one nor the other. Mercury and the Woodman. A woodman was feeling a tree on the bank of a felling a tree on the bank of a river when his axe glanced off the trunk, flew out of his hands, and fell into the water. As he stood by the water's edge lamenting his loss, Mercury appeared and asked him the reason for his grief. And on learning what had happened, out of pity for his distress, he dived into the river and bringing up a golden axe asked him if that was the one he had lost. The woodman replied that it was not and Mercury then dived a second time, and bringing up a silver axe, asked him if that was his. No, that is not mine either, said the woodman. 
Once more, Mercury dived into the river and brought up the missing axe. The woodman was overjoyed at recovering his property and thanked his benefactor warmly. And the later was so pleased with his honesty that he made him a present of the other two axes. When the woodman told the story to his companions, one of these was filled with envy of his good fortune and determined to try his luck for himself. So he went and began to fell a tree at the edge of the river and presently contrived to let his axe drop into the water. Mercury appeared as before, and on learning that his axe had fallen in, he dived and brought up a golden axe, as he had done on the previous occasion. Without waiting to be asked whether it was his or not, the fellow cried, That's mine, that's mine, and stretched out his hand eagerly for the prize. But Mercury was so disgusted at his dishonesty that he not only declined to give him the golden axe, but he also refused to recover the one recover for him the one that he had let fall into the stream. Honesty is the best policy. The Axe, the Fox, and the Lion An ass and a fox went into partnership and sailed out to forage for food together. Sallied. They sallied out, not sailed. <laughs> they hadn't gone far before they saw a lion coming their way, at which they were both dreadfully frightened. But the fox thought he saw a way of saving his own skin and went boldly up to the lion and whispered in his ear, I'll manage you that you shall get a hold of the ass without the trouble of stalking him if you'll promise to let me go for free. The lion agreed to this, and the fox then rejoined his companion and contrived before long to lead him by the hidden pit which, would, which some hunter had dug as a trap to, for wild animals, and into which he fell. When the lion saw that the ass was safely caught and couldn't get away, it was to the fox that he first turned his attention, and he soon finished him off, and then at his leisure proceeded to feast upon the ass. Betray a friend, and you'll often find you have ruined yourself. The Lion and the Mouse A lion asleep in his lair was waked up by a mouse running over his face. Losing his temper, he seized it with his paw and was about to kill it. The mouse, terrified, piteously entreated him to spare its life. Please let me go, it cried and one day I will repay you for your kindness. The idea of so insignificant of a creature ever being able to do anything for him amused the lion so much that he laughed aloud a good humoredly, and good-humoredly let it go. But the mouse's chance came, after all. One day the lion got entangled in a net which had been spread for game by some hunters, and the mouse heard and recognized his roars of anger and ran to the spot. Without more ado, it set to work to gnawing the ropes with its teeth and succeeded before long in setting the lion free. There, said the mouse, you laughed at me when I promised I would repay you, but now you see a mouse can help a lion. The Crow and the Pitcher a thirsty crow found a pitcher with some water in it, but so little was there that try as she might, she could not reach it with her beak, and it seemed as though she would die, at first within sight of the remedy. At last, she hit upon a clever plan. 
She began dropping pebbles into the pitcher, and with each pebble the water rose a little higher until at last it reached the brim, and the knowing bird was unable to quench her thirst. Necessity is the mother of invention. And that is the end of our ten fables by Aesop, Aesop's Fables. Tomorrow we will read ten more, unless, of course, one of my chapter books arrives, in which case I will introduce the book, the author, and we will get started on a new adventure from a new author from who knows where. I don't know yet. We'll find out. I'm, I'm as excited as you are. This is an adventure for me. And being that I have several authors that are sending me books, I'm not sure which one's going to arrive first. It's kind of like a race to the finish line. First come, first serve. Whichever one arrives first will be the first one to be start being read. So I'm super excited to find it in the mail any day now. And until then, we will continue on with Aesop's Fables because I tell you, it will take me a very long time to finish all of these fables. So far, we are only on page 27 of 297 pages, and these fables typically take up one to two pages, so there are quite a few of them. I really do truly wish that they had numbered them in the sequence of context, but they did not, so I am not really sure how many there are. I would have to go back and count all of them, which... I don't know if that's just really worth my time. I think that it's just more fun just to kind of keep reading and see where we get to. So far, we've read 20. 20 of Aesop's Fables. And tomorrow we will read 10 more. I thank you for joining me for Tea Fairy Story Podcast. Storytime Podcast. Tea Fairy Storytime Podcast. I encourage you to keep following me here. Follow me on Facebook at Tea Fairy and Friends Storytime and Adventures, and also on YouTube at Tea Fairy and Friends Storytime and Adventures. On Facebook, there is a page and a group. On the page, I tend to post a lot of other things other than just story times, but on the group, it is solely story times by indie authors and self-publishing authors and new authors that are sending me in their books. So that's the difference between the page and the group. On the YouTube channel, there are some adventures which are not very long. They're very short, um, but things like I take you to the beach or I take you to the redwoods or I take you to go see the local sheep. And they only last a couple minutes. Um, And then, of course, there are the story times, which there are quite a variety of, and there will be a lot more coming soon. In fact, I may be redoing some of those videos because I've been having some technical difficulties, so I'm hoping to correct that error and re-record some of those stories. Um... If you want to become a sponsor of this podcast or a sponsor of any of my other storytelling adventures, to start with, you can go to anchor.fm and there are options there where you can become a sponsor or a supporter. You can contact me and let me know what you think of the podcast. And um, I don't remember what the third option is. Maybe it's just listen to the podcast. I don't know. Um, 
Anchor.fm does share this podcast to a variety of different podcast sources. So you can find me on Spotify and Google Podcast and Pocket Cast and a couple others I don't remember the name of right now off the top of my head. Um, if you want to sponsor the other story times on Facebook and YouTube, I am working towards starting a Patreon account, but until then, you can email me personally at tfairystorytime at gmail.com. That's T-E-A-F-A-I-R-Y-S-T-O-R-Y-T-I-M-E at gmail.com. And I will be happy to provide you with my PayPal link or my Venmo link where you can become a supporter through one of those two sources as well. All right. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I really appreciate the support and the love and the listening. Every time you listen to one podcast, I earn a penny. So share the podcast with your friends and family and um, keep reading and keep growing and keep listening. I'll talk to you soon. Have a lovely day. Go and enjoy the sunshine. Bye.